0: Hello, welcome back to the free one.
1: It's It's the the free free one. one.
0: Oh, mm. fun. And as you can I hear... Sound weird today. As you sound like two people. Yeah.
2: On. Do you have that there echo know, thing? One of whom is a woman. Um, in Every man are two wolves. <laughs> one of whom is a woman.
0: <laughs> uh, it's... It's it's Riley, and I am, of course, here with uh, Commander Milo Edwards and That's Commander right. Alice Caldwell-Kelly, yep. outranked by Admiral Devin. Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: and Hate to see it. We
0: are very pleased to be joined by Commander Matty Lepchanski of uh, The Nib and also of our friend. Ahoy
2: and (laughs) permission to come aboard the podcast yeah Yeah, uh, what's great is that you were going to say a anyway and that intro just happened to play into it that's actually true yeah
0: we are also we are also uh very pleased to be joined by uh actress commander (laughs) abigail thorne of philosophy tube and kill james bond maddie abby how's it going
3: very well thank you delighted to be here
4: Pretty okay. I'm excited. America's opening Guantanamo 2 soon. So it's really, just the vibes Ah. here are great. What?
2: Electric Boogaloo. By electric, we mean the current through your testicles. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: what we're saying, you know. They say, oh, America doesn't build things anymore. But (laughs) here it is, making a sequel
2: to one of the worst things it's ever done. I mean, they are offshoring
3: Mm. it, though. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. At least they're not automating
2: it. And the, the thing is, they're not doing what a, my old lecturer on negotiations would have called increasing the size of the pie before dividing it. They want to build another torture camp. Why don't they just put people in it voluntarily? Why don't they build a torture yeah, camp me. for Alice? Yeah, yeah. that's
0: right. <laughs> uh,
2: you both went there at the same time. Look,
0: we got a packed show for you today. Um, so I'm just going to dive right into the startup. It's mm. called Hellbiz. Come on.
2: Mm. Yes. Fuck <laughs> off.
4: Get
1: out of
0: here.
2: <laughs> it's called Coming at you from the Hellbiz. Hell biz. Hellbiz. One L I'm rich lava. <laughs> One L in Hellbiz. Uh I'm gonna it's throw it's to right,
0: Maddie, you, baby,
4: please. Elzebub, it says. Um <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. The
4: Hellbiz? It's Hell Business. Um Oh god, Hellbiz. It is it is it a oh, sort yeah. of like electronic Bible that helps you. Yeah? It is electronic. Mm. Uh, it's mm.
5: nothing it, to do with hell Is it a podcast about how If we don't do fully automated Luxury communism <laughs> The future is and will be hell
2: uh, Just cutting room floor TF yeah. names No it's not uh, <laughs> It's
0: not It's not a podcast mm. It does have to do with an electronic it, Abby, It's
3: the, unlikely fusion, of it the Hellenic, unlikely fusion Of the Hellenic and Byzantine Empires Ooh, Ooh. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Okay, it is an unlikely fusion... And it does have a lot to do with electronics, my Before we Empire go into... was, was quite Hellenic, I would say. And <laughs> yeah. it's, <in> its <laughs> thank outlook. you, classicist Milo. I, I
2: hate it. I hate it, but it just comes out of me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it just I get, does. I get no pleasure from it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yep. uh, of course. I'm sure it just comes out of you involuntarily to remind us all that you know a lot about the ancient was, world.
2: Yeah, it was like that time when someone was trying to have a go about a white woman being cast as Cleopatra, and someone was like, "She was white. She was Greek. She wasn't Egyptian. She was just she hell just biz. ruled Egypt." Hellbiz. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hellbiz. Uh, uh, I think it's an app that helps you order Hellman's mustard. Ooh, that is Wait, closer to the truth Not mustard, they don't make than mustard. Anyone, anything anyone has said. Oh, It is an app. I don't like that. It I don't know.
3: Why? five so mustards
5: in my Hellbiz order, but none of them yeah. go with my sandwich? Normal world.
0: It's an
3: app of yeah. unlikely fusion. It's an app of unlikely fusions. Maybe those fusions. Are my dipping mayonnaise. It's
0: to do with electronics, and mm. you can use it to procure mustard. But the mustard ah. will come atop something else. Usually, I don't think you can just buy straight it's mustard. It's
3: new electronics, so I'm like ordering a phone with mustard on it.
4: Is it like another Joker Gorillas grocery yeah. thing. Yeah, all
5: the right, guys let's... from Gorillas are also yeah. still on the call. Yeah.
2: The Gorilla Joker. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you their their uh
2: their their log Ready twisted ape <laughs> taking ideas <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> taking the ideas twisted tea flavor is just ape just ape flavor. <laughs> No, know how I've got I, these scars for banana, probably. Yeah. Uh, here, quote, <laughs> Taking ideas and making
0: them into reality is our strength at Hellbiz. Um, That's just
2: anything. Th- yeah, <laughs> any That's just doing stuff. Is so- like having a wank is doing that, technically.
4: <laughs> also, this is just more evidence that it's Satan. It's like, oh, well, you could have a wish. But at what price? Mm. You
3: don't pay with money on the app. Here at Hellbiz, they say you pay with stuff. bananas. It's
5: a startup that teaches you to make fantastic Delta Blues music, but at the cost of your yeah. soul. It mm. summons
4: the something wicked this way comes carnival to your town.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So.
3: It's just Mephistopheles with an app.
0: So here's the thing. Hellbiz is a global leader in micromobility services that so helps you move a really small distance so it gives three connected vehicles but one electric experience it's a scooter startup basically one of these other scooters
5: die? Right. Start- oh okay. wait 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 um, but it interrupts so like i can ride my electric scooter into the back of an electric car that then drives into the back of an electric truck oh it's
2: thunderbirds that would be much, coo- <laughs> oh. if, if it would be much cooler than what it it's is like no it's just oh, three, a yeah puppet.
0: yeah It's three slightly different kinds of scooter, but it's gotten incredibly out of hand in other ways. I never get Um, anything
5: cool.
2: Sorry. Uh, you should, we should start a a show where we review fun technology. I know. uh, I've never loved anything more than Alice's interest. It's like horrible sex stuff, cute little dainty modes of transport. (laughs) uh, Uniforms.
5: (laughs) I'm I'm a land of contrasts. I contain Hmm. multitudes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Hellbiz is a leader in micromobility services. Launched in 2015 and headquartered in New York City, the company offers a diverse fleet of vehicles, including e-scooters, e-bikes, and e-mopeds. Um, okay. All on o- one all convenient, user-friendly platform.
3: Wait, those are all the same thing. Uh,
0: that's true. Hellbiz mm. uses a customized proprietary fleet management platform, AI and environmental mapping, to mm. operize, optimize operations and business so sustainability. So an app, that's what they're saying. Well, what? It, and then they, in fact, just today, they've mm. announced a partnership with an AI company, Where basically, Ah. as soon as you're done riding the scooter, you have to take a picture of a scooter, and then an AI tells
2: you if you've parked it. Um, Oh, amazing. That's going to work so well. It's going to work so well. It's not going to frustrate anyone. No. I mean, the good news is you
5: will be able to defeat this by parking it wherever the fuck you want, drawing a chalk circle around it, and writing parking space in that circle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. and That's genius. It also, the AI, will automatically control the speed of the thing based on what kind of road you're on.
2: Uh, right. So back that you, could, one you wrong. take a wrong turn. So you're trying
3: fast. to like get away from a pursuer, and the AI is like, "I'm sorry, but based on the road surface, you can't. You're not allowed to Agent, go any faster." Agent Forty
5: Seven, mm. your target is taking an e-scooter. It would be a shame if someone was to increase oh, the minimum speed well to six hundred <laughs> miles an hour.
0: Yeah, well done, Agent Forty Seven. They died by themselves. Yeah. um mm. So it's. And you also have to take a selfie when you get on to show what you're wearing a helmet. While you're driving.
2: Oh, <sighs> amazing.
0: So, yeah, so you have to wear a helmet, take a selfie, then it's like, okay, you're wearing a selfie, you can get on. Then it's like, but if you go onto a side street, we'll automatically slow you down.
2: This company's like, yep. we're not interested in Sikhs. No. Fuck them. They're not using this. <laughs> <app ever. laughs> They're not using our service. <laughs> we don't like them, we don't care for them, get rid of them.
0: Yeah, but so look, so far, right, all this, see- like, basically, it's like, yeah, it's redu- it, All of this seems like <laughs> ind- va- fucking sc- <laughs> <laughs> It like detects you go near
5: a and it slows it down.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, it just starts
0: turning you in. <clears throat> um, okay, so, but like, so far, this isn't sort of a big deal. Like, we've seen crazier mm. startups than this, right? Sure. So, like, yeah. th- there's nothing else completely insane about this company, yeah, right? Sure. No, of course they're putting. Pretty- oh, never So I've just scrolled down a little bit more um has announced that it's expanding it's it's now an urban lifestyle company mm. and uh, the scooter mm. the scooter firm is now going to include live streaming services food delivery financial
2: services and more oh, oh so it's run by like a chet hanks type guy <laughs> it's one of these kind of guys who's just like i don't know i just i'm interested in lots of stuff you know, it's, a, it's it's run it's it's
0: like it's run by bill gross's awful son nick yeah, 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 yeah. Live Which
3: streaming business. Services. Oh, yeah. So you can like tune into someone's helmet cam live streamers, and like follow your delivery driver and like follow around their day. Beaming
2: to YouTube Zone to my scooter. Yeah, we're calling it the Scooter
5: Zone. We're all going to be riding yeah. together like mm. a bunch of mods in Brighton in the sixties.
0: Unfortunately, um, the scooter company has partnered with Amazon to be the exclusive deliver, uh, the exclusive distributor of Italian football, like the lower league worldwide it, it, what what
3: what surely that gives him an unfair advantage if if the italian team are all on scooters
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: well we no the scooters
5: that... are ai controls they don't so work you're telling well. me that ah. my beloved livorno has been bought out by a fucking scooter company run by uh, bill gross's idiot son effectively <laughs> um yeah more or less
0: uh, so oh. It's the distributor. imagine a bunch of
2: Italian ultras coming at you on little electric <laughs> oh, <shit>. shooters. <laughs> well, not only
3: is it coming home, but you can actually track exactly how close it is to coming home. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm.
0: So it's it's basically if you want to stream football like the lower league Italian football, and who doesn't. Um, uh, yeah. That you, it's like the uh, hellbiz brings it to you on any TV equipped with an Amazon Prime Video channel in Italy.
3: Okay. On a scooter.
0: No, it's nothing to do with the scooter. But
4: scooter is hard.
0: But also they're doing food delivery? Uh yeah, mm. they've also built a large ghost kitchen. I
2: want to order a pizza, I want to watch a deliver, no. I actually trying? genuinely think that was their line of reasoning. You have to take a picture of yourself doing the Italian hat <laughs> yeah, otherwise it won't you want. This startup,
5: watch. despite possibly being Italian, <laughs> has a more racist view of Italians than we do. And we're pretty racist mm. against Italians on this show. That's so. right.
0: Here's their final bit. Well, they have another couple of business lines. Here's their other big one, because they have like a financial services through a cryptocurrency mm. as well. Of course. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh I feel yeah! Like he's
3: taking mad pills. What? does we'll this? Get get to that in a bit? do We'll
2: get to that in a bit. Oh, what don't they do? Yeah, that's right. Nice. <laughs> um, Global Megacorp. <laughs> so the,
0: their final line of business, and this is I've, I've I've transcribed this from a video that they did. Okay. We asked ourselves how we can leverage our experience in micro mobility and sustainability and unite them in a ghost kitchen, a, what? Sorry, a dark kitchen. It's what? the same as Dirk. I love to There's work in the hell ghost. biz.
2: No, that wasn't why I was watching. <laughs> <it>. To work <laughs> in the
5: hell biz ghost
2: kitchen. Yeah, I, uh, I serve uh, them in spooky. death. <laughs> Yeah.
0: After getting the so work environment. <laughs> so they have the largest international they have the largest ghost kitchen in Italy, and what they've mm. done is they've basically licensed the branding of tons of other restaurants, put it in the ghost kitchen,
2: and then there's just a big vat of ingredients in the middle awesome. that they
0: just slop into different like
2: beer pipes. Yes. I- I'm loving to imagine the sort of like Italian ghost chef is like do not put the cream in the carbonara. <laughs> what they do is they
0: take multiple restaurants, bring them into one kitchen. The kitchen is covered in IoT sensors, and mm. then they say what that allows them to do is get the minimum oven yeah. to bag time of any uh... other. So it's like that they they can put the meal in the bag in the minimum amount of time mm. versus like other ghost kitchens, and it's like okay. who's
3: that helping? I suppose it hasn't occurred to them that. When I order a meal, I'm not interested in it taking the smallest amount of time to reach me. I'm interested in it being tasty.
0: Well, mm. I, I'm sure Internet of Things sensors could help us with that.
4: Yeah, I hate um, it when I um, I wish for uh, wealth beyond imagining, and then in death I am forced to be whipped by the devil for my oven to bag time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm. That's so right. shouldn't have gone she into the hell. oven to bag time. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so in, in
0: 2017, this is from uh, CoinDesk. Uh, In the midst of the ICO boom, Salvatore Pelea, who's the Mm. CEO, began promoting Hellbizcoin coin and its associated (laughs) blockchain platform as a peer-to-peer solution to reinvent the ride-sharing economy. (laughs)
2: Uh, this is just words. That yeah. just they're just saying
4: words. They put two dictionaries in the large hadron collider, and it came out with this fucking startup. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: capitalizing on the mania over the crowd sharing business in crypto, Pelea raised nearly forty million from small investors. Yeah, we've replaced uh, the large
5: hadron collider with a small moped collider. For
3: mm. these small investors' children, is that why they invested in it?
5: <laughs> well, I, I think I, I think someone who
0: buys in
3: are never too young. Someone who
0: buys uh, a like. Uh, A a token from a delivery company, I think, is legally a child, yes. Um, Lobistics mm. coin. (laughs)
4: So
1: this was,
0: this was, but then they were sued because the coin didn't do anything, obviously. Uh, I hate it when that happens. Um, And the... The 62-page court document they were served with outlined several supposed instances of false advertising, deceptive statements, as well as the expropriation of investor money to listen, fund the CEO's listen, lavish lifestyle. Listen. is it a
5: crime to defraud your investors? And is it a crime to lie about your product that you're selling to everyone? Because if that's well, a crime, <laughs> then we got to put the whole economy in jail, man. So... Mm. These these include uh, a non-existent partnership with Alibaba, as well
0: as plans for, quote, a flying hellbiz drone taxi that would revolutionize urban travel. Awesome. What?
5: Have awesome. they just been yes. stealing bits from us? I think so. I think they're just like,
2: they were just like, yeah, our, our startup does everything that these these people have ever talked yeah, about. Just, this guy has been having his business ideas from looking at Trash Future shirts. <laughs> He's
3: uh, just yes anding. Constantly. He's uh, like, yes, and also we do crypto and also we're a scooter company and we bought an Italian football team and we do live streaming.
2: At one point. Listen, we see here and respect people with ADHD on the <laughs> Trash Future <laughs> podcast. I, uh, at one, a- at really? one point, have the to, vision Riley, involved crap crow- oh, sorry go ahead maddie I was sorry gonna say, uh
4: just uh, you have to tell us if you're the ceo
0: at one point otherwise it, it's entrapment <laughs> at one point the vision Podcast involved crowdsourced yachts and private jets uh i mean i'll now list just another of their partnerships and events um so the only the, place it can go from here is epstein shit the only way it can impress <laughs> me no more. no it's stupider oh um, in 2019 they tried to do a fashion runway show with electric scooters. What, ha, ha, awesome. What,
4: <laughs> how many models died?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> um the uh in in, in 2019 uh, the New York City E-Prix e uh, uh they announced a partnership with Helbiz where they Helbiz allowed New Yorkers to ride a little circular track near the track where like the e, e, the Formula E tra- the cars are racing. The E yeah. Um, they also partnered with the governor with the um, government of antigua and barbuda to operate a pilot of drone taxis <laughs> which i don't think have taken off um, no, literally they also <laughs> na- they renamed their one of their e-bikes greta to honor greta Thunberg, presented mm. on the green carpet of the
2: final ceremony of milan fashion week Mm. Um, they know, Greta, you're actually older than many of our investors <laughs> um, And some of my girlfriends Also, they were one of the
5: corporate sponsors of the Biden-Harris inauguration Oh my what? god oh. Just a bunch of secret service agents riding next to the limo on little scooters <laughs> uh, they
0: This all...
3: company's giving me a headache
5: <laughs> yeah, um, this
0: mm. compa- Just
3: pick one thing
0: <laughs> This company actually is uh, I, it's, it's a psychic attack that I'm doing mm. Uh, they also have partnered with Vox Media to create an experiential awesome. tourism... What?! Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
2: uh, a, a company. Um, listening to this is kind of experiential tourism yeah. of a certain kind. Uh, it's So around Rome, basically,
0: Vox and Hellbiz can rent you a scooter. Right. Um, also... They claim to have joined forces with Alipay to offer a safe and convenient mobility service for tourism, but at the same time mm. have like alleged to have claimed a false partnership with Alibaba in the past. They also have worked with Miami Football Club, um, and they're going to sponsor the Miami Football Club match kits. And finally, as we said, they've now acquired the rights to broadcast uh,
5: Italian football this around was the like, world by Amazon. This was like getting stunlocked, right? Like I yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> being like juggled. Yes. I being shuggled. Yeah. What what are they, they... they what? I mean, they're this gonna is advertise
2: what on the Miami Football Club kit. So they're just gonna put their name on there and like, be really, Google really small font. They're just gonna listen. Yeah. If you <laughs> want literally anything, contact us. <laughs> and you won't get it, but we notionally offer it. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is the like we know a guy, but also
5: he doesn't work startup. Yeah.
2: It's like this is like that tweet about the founder of Yamaha being like, "Well, time to start a saxophone and motor scooter company," <laughs> <laughs> but just like more more than he could ever have imagined. I, mean, <laughs> I, I
4: live in the former company town of Steinway pianos and streetcars, hmm. so yeah. Um, but the hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, this tracks entirely with if you've ever met someone from Miami, they're all just kind of like this. It's like a very loud shirt and like a, still wearing a Bluetooth headset mm. thing and just mm. uh, has like seven businesses and they're, like i'm a brand ambassador and a content creator and i've got a company that uh, sells a scooter street or television
2: <laughs> <laughs> mr worldwide
0: uh, anyway that's uh, mm. that's hellbiz uh so i'm ready to invest what i just don't know
3: hellbiz that's all what? of
0: that we begin every meeting with dale <laughs> it's an opportunity abby it's an opportunity for mm. you to be all that you can be it's the army
5: also I I feel like the James Bond guy who, like, reacts to things by taking a big look at the bottle he's drinking from right now. Mm. I'm just like, what?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Good morning, man! It is 4am Italian time! (laughs) You will take out your uh, computer and uh, (laughs) use it to do stuff.
0: (laughs) Do whatever you want. Uh,
2: Pretty much anything comprises your duties, so get on it! (laughs) Buongiorno ragazzi! (laughs)
5: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> all
0: right, all right. That's that's hellbiz. That's hellbiz.
2: Oh, Jonah. <laughs> shall we? Shall we
0: discuss the continuing <laughs> set of overlapping crises
5: that continue no, to beset no, this want, cursed I island? No, I want six to seven mm, more help. minutes of Italian foreign legion bits. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Cool.
1: Uh,
0: Fantastic. Uh, we'll put them in and post. In the meantime. Uh
5: t- can we talk about the damn gas? The damn gas. Ga- which one? Natural quarter gas, natural gas, or CO two? Because we're having different crises yeah. at once. We're having different related gas crises. Uh, we d- we're running yeah, out of corner gas. What is this? damn intestines.
0: <laughs> gas, gas, or gas. We don't have any of them. That's what my bumper sticker <laughs> says. <laughs> what is this? My damn intestines, referring to the of course IBS. IBS. Yeah. But, 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 but.
3: <laughs> I love that Britain is experiencing A shortage of CO2 I just mm, yeah. the, It's beautiful The irony that even as The climate reaper is poised To cut our legs from <laughs> under us We are also experiencing a shortage Of CO2 because we got mm. too much but it's in the wrong Excess place. Excess
2: and dearth at the same
5: time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so great that so much of like our food and drink supply depends on one thing that we produce in fertilizer factories by mm. accident. And as a consequence yeah. of natural gas prices going up, it's not economic to produce that anymore. And so mm. the government have had to bribe one of these American fertilizer firms to restart production. They won't say how much they paid them, which means that, and they, they say they won't do it for anyone else, which means they gave them absolutely fucking everything which means the government and i are as one on this we both believe that the second that we cannot get coke zero or pepsi max on the shelves it's fucking over it's the october revolution instantly the next day people are setting police vans on fire so let's talk about what's actually happening
0: here right so, uh, there is a, a sort of much, much discussed uh, natural gas shortage in the UK. And I'm sure it mm. will, by the time this comes out, another shortage will have reared
2: its head. Yeah. Um, because after, yeah. the con- long tail consequence of Thatcherism is that our economy is actually 90% comprised of monkey's pool. Well, it's mostly Hellbiz stuff. Yeah. 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 Mm,
3: the entire yeah. economy is run by one business <laughs> it's yeah. to- who don't work. And then it's you the find for
5: some reason mm. that Hellbiz requires 600 tons of natural gas a day. Otherwise uh, it stops Dancox
2: working. Local Italian restaurante.
0: <laughs> okay, so what happened basically, right, is that as a, as a result of like a bunch of factors coming into play sort of at once. Oh, I hate one of which when a bunch being. of
5: factors come yeah. into play at once.
0: One of them is just the fact that there are still no lorry drivers. Uh, The other one is that most of the natural gas plants in Russia all underwent maintenance at once. Uh, We've lost, yep, and so then cool, this
2: Russian efficiency. (laughs) And and then the other thing is. it
0: is that basically we're just there's a, a Europe wide gas crisis that's especially bad in the UK because we use a lot of natural gas and also the private company that owned most of the storage of natural gas in the UK Centrica dismantled all the storage of natural gas in the UK in 2018
5: because it wasn't making enough money on it. Y- y- As y- efficient. You want to know something else really funny? So, yes. a lot of the reason why we need natural gas is for power generation, right? Yeah. Now, part of the reason why we need a lot of it is because alternative fuels, like we've had a, a, a sort of a low period for renewables. There hasn't been a lot of wind, right? Mm. Um, yes. But. You'd think, okay, we've got nuclear power plants. Why can't we just scale those up? Well, uh, Britain has managed to produce the only fleet of nuclear reactors in the world that depend on an abundant supply of cheap liquid natural gas. <laughs> what? What? Yes! what? We, yes! we got a rip start. British nuclear reactors depend on natural gas as a coolant. It's actually just con- No zero, that is like not a joke
2: that is absolutely true. And but is it but is it not reusable? <laughs> no, but
3: apparently
5: it. not no, enough. It heats
2: up? <laughs> Fucking hell yeah. well,
3: Can't we just put anything else cold in there?
2: <laughs> no, it's pretty We gotta get all, all of the flat coke that we now have Through the nuclear reactor yeah.
3: Ben and Jerry's Everyone I on
2: the nuclear reactor forums is arguing about what coolant you can put in there <laughs> Yeah,
3: but, but I, I think
2: Nah, no, don't put anything in there, it's not BMW on a bottle, mate <laughs> So I,
0: I think what's worth, what's worth sort of discussing about this, right is um several things mm-hmm. so uh number one <laughs> number
5: one also- we should build more nuclear power plants we shouldn't build them wrong as a joke on purpose
2: <laughs> monkeys <laughs> poor. everything is monkeys <laughs> pull right so let's just say
5: it doesn't
0: burn natural <laughs> gas it, it, if anything it does the opposite it requires it to be cool mm, that's right uh, so mm. one of the let, let's sort of organize our thinking here right is uh, the 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 What's happened is that there's an energy price cap, which Hmm. means that if you're on sort of certain kinds of default tariff, which many people are, um, there is a maximum amount of there is a maximum amount of money you can pay per year for your energy, which means it can only Hmm. go up by certain amounts. Um, But also, we have a private energy market because British Gas was sort of created by Thatcher in the 80s and then sort of Hmm. spun out into uh, a big six group of companies. That uh, about ten years ago were found to have cartelized and controlled pricing. Huh. Obviously, yeah, yeah, oh. right. So our solution, and the other thing is, but though, in a way that was good for the consumer, because uh, it was privatized. Well, what we did was we decided how we were going to fight that was more competition. Huh. So there's a little bit of just there's a little bit of of sort of a difference in sort of a big power company mm-hmm. which has enough money and resources that it can hedge what prices. Basically, they don't have to buy energy in what's called the spot market, which is buying energy today for the price that it is today. Yeah. They can buy energy on the futures market, which basically means they can smooth their prices. They buy some energy spot, some energy futures. And so the average price remains pretty consistent because they've hedged. However,
4: they're paying you you Tuesday for a hamburger today at all times. That's the Hmm. that's the but like that's
0: that's pretty that's pretty normal behavior. Sure. Um and that but to fix that, the, the problem so. was they were cartelized. <laughs> so to <laughs> fix that, the UK government was like, we need way more competition. And so a bunch of tiny
2: energy providers we need Italians who make scooters <laughs> to enter the energy market. So um, paying for your power with Dogecoin. But the other thing, right, is that these energy
0: these are they don't generate any power. They just mm. resell it. Yeah. Like they're just call centers and billing departments. They have no relationship with power generation at all. No. Yeah. Nothing. The most British thing imaginable. Yeah. Of course. And so we created another generation of, of retail of resellers, mm. all of whom are quite small, and they're trying to undercut the big six uh, by mm. charging low, by charging a small amount of money. Yeah, or like to appealing to like cheaper. niche
5: markets, like people's energy, which was going to sell you like mm. uh, sort of like on a co-op basis or like energy that was going to mm. be in- exclusively like from renewables or green energy <laughs> or whatever. But crucially, a lot of these small providers
0: uh, either didn't or didn't hedge, didn't hedge at all or didn't hedge enough. Which means all of them have now gone out of business because they can't exist with the price cap. Yeah. So it means that it seems like the the and on top of all of this, uh, labor has said they abs-, abs in in the middle of this ongoing crisis. That means where the business secretary is saying we promise you won't have to you won't have to turn out your lights in the winter, right? Which means there's a very good chance you may have to do that. Mm. In the middle of all of this, labor is still committed to not ever bringing any of this back into national control
3: almost mm. as if private property and free markets have some kind of tendency for like <laughs> for for things to move towards what you might like uh, a situation in which one person owns everything i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't, would I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry kind of about board it. game wouldn't worry like a, about like it a, if i was you like yeah, a man clue. with a mustache and a top hat is yeah, yeah, like clue. grinning <laughs> and looking at him. scrabble a tendency yeah. towards scrabble <laughs> so, yeah yeah
5: a tendency mm. to scrabble um What's really yeah, funny? Tendency is, towards cranium. As, as part of what my general bit of the funniest possible outcome is, the UK moves to a planned economy under the Tories, while they're constantly bleating about how they don't want to do a planned economy, but they have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- Boris Johnson like... has to start wearing uniforms with loads of medals, <laughs> and like, I don't know how
2: this keeps happening. <laughs>
5: the, the... The last, the last safety net and the thing that will inadvertently turn the, the Tories into Leninists, right, is um, you end up with like a, a buyer of last resort and then you end up with the possibility of an administrator where the government just sort of temporarily nationalizes the energy sector, runs it centrally and then pinky promises to give it all back when they're done, when it works yeah, the again. the way
3: that they'll do it because they're the Tories is they will appoint someone incompetent. So they will give it to hellbiz. And Helbers will mm. fuck it up. Mm. <laughs>
2: Matt like, Hancock back in the cabinet. Oh, finally, <laughs> I'll take it in charge of the energy. Matt I'll Hancock take redemption I'll take arc. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. So
0: basically, the other th- so what was revealed right is that in order to solve the problem of the energy cartel, mm. we created a bunch of businesses that folded as soon as there was a crisis. Great. Uh, and it was now been revealed by the energy regulator Offgem uh, that seventy uh, percent of energy retailers are loss making but they're loss making on uh, somehow they're loss making on a rent seeking activity for which they just have to bill people yeah
2: all they have to do is buy something at one price and sell it for slightly I, more well, it is well, a commodity when, that everyone needs when the
5: government have gone, yeah, part of the reason why we don't want to bail out these companies is because they've been mm. poorly run. They're not wrong about them having been poorly run because they're yeah. like their inability to make a profit on this isn't just uh, like inherent to their inability to hedge. It's also that they're very bad at their business.
4: They're running documents down the hallway in of the office building using Hillbiz scooters, <laughs> and that's just <laughs> a lot of overhead.
0: And what, but what makes this sort of a, a sort of doubly vexed issue, right? Is mm. that you is that we've basically dismantled everything but the most just in time energy infrastructure possible. Mm-hmm. But mm. also it's like this isn't like right to buy or whatever, where uh or, or like sort of cuts to like increasing like taxes or national insurance or whatever. This is mm. stuff that like affects pensioners as well. And the Tories are much smarter about politics than labor currently. And so mm. they know that like they can't pull all of the pensioners that vote for them in, put into the cold literally this winter so they're they're faced a with fucking a, die yeah. they're faced with mm-hmm. an actual
5: they're having to govern again
3: and they, they hate, hate it. it. They, they hate, hate
5: doing that, but they're being made to do it. And every time that there's another crisis, that's a slightly worse one, that requires them to take like the minimum measure they can take, which is the one they always do—the one that kicks the can down the road—gets a little bit more government-y, and so every time they get ratcheted up closer to full Tory Marxism yeah. Leninism.
2: It's like when your dad's watching the football and you and your friends are doing something stupid upstairs in the house, and your dad's like, Don't make me come up there. Don't make me govern. I fucking hate that. Everyone hates it when I have
0: to do that. But, like, the thing is, uh, let's, it's thinking about sort of like the Tories are going to Tory, right? They're yeah. going to try to fix this problem in such a way that they keep their voters uh, as alive as possible as long as they need them. Yeah. And then they're going to try to do it in such a way that, like, makes one of their friends an enormous amount of money. Of course. Like, that's, that's sort of table stakes at this point. Like, what I find very interesting is that, yeah, it's just like, it's, we are sort of almost like we're in a world where we have to just believe that this is the only way that it's possible to run an energy system is if you have all of these le- layers of sort of constantly failing middlemen mm. um, between the people who actually need the power and the people who are generating the power. Yeah, um, it, like, There's it, there no other to thing be, you can do.
5: There has to be a profit motive involved. You can't run something as a yeah. public utility.
3: No. It's, it's Emperor's new, clo- new clothes shit. It's like, at what point do you acknowledge that you've tried free markets for, what, 200 years? And it's a fucking disaster. And every time you try and do free markets, this keeps happening. Abby,
5: it sounds like you haven't been Googling Venezuela enough.
3: (laughs) Apparently (laughs) Mm. not.
5: And
0: and also, it asks, like, you know, this is uh, if I were, uh, say, a party in opposition, I Mm. might sort of try to ask, well, what do people actually want from the state? Because I think what most people actually want from the state um, is... They want There is this great scary world out there, mm. and what most people want from the state is to be protected from the bit of the world they find scary.
5: Well, you're and, in luck, because Big Keir has written an essay yeah. explaining what he thinks oh, people want from oh. the state. Next bonus episode, I'm making you all listen to my selections from it. I mean, th- this, is wow. the, this is the most Keir Starmer thing ever, is to write homework for fun. Yeah, <laughs>
2: um, it's so good. But but like, and also Riley's one of like three people who have read this. Eleven
5: thousand five hundred words, and you're going to make us read it. No, I'm going to read
0: the whole thing. I'm going to read you and the listeners the bits that I think are worth laughing at. Mm. I'm going to do the actual hard work to get you the little nuggets from inside, the tasty morsels. Mm. Uh, mm. But like.
2: Uh, highly uh, shocking the essay for the us. desire
0: to the desire to have a state that protects you from things mm. outside the state, out in the world, is sort of can be cashed out in xenophobic terms, protect me from other workers coming in and undercutting my Wages or changing my culture or whatever, but it also could be cashed out in simple welfare terms, which is please ensure that this disruption in global energy markets means I don't have to choose between heating yeah, well, my home I, and doing I mean, some other essential Yeah, thing. I mean,
5: now we're getting into the real sort of like survival stuff of the government is there to keep the lights on. Um, yeah. And the people who are now in charge of keeping the lights on have been on a, you know, depending on how you look at it, 20 mm. or 200 year ideological program of the government's job is to do anything except anything that might look like keeping the lights on.
0: And, mm. and it's one of these things, right, where the, the lot la- before we sort of move on to our core topic for today. Right. We've talked about before how the winter of discontent was like made up, but it was, did not real. It was not real. It was a press phenomenon. Right, the, the winter of discontent,
2: as mm. it is remembered by people, did not actually occur. Sure. You know, the thing was, we had the only grave-digging system in Europe where to bury a body actually required a huge amount of natural gas as spade <laughs> lubricant. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not getting a shovel in the ground unless you're covering it in natural yeah, gas. Yeah, we had to bury all the bodies in coal. It was very strange. <laughs>
4: right, but, had to frack open the holes. To- <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but the thing is, right, work About to go into a real one, Mm. and I think you can, I mean... I've not been content in years. It's almost almost hacked to point out, right? But Mm. you can sort of see very, very clearly that the whole story of the Winter of Discontent or whatever was essentially a sort of right-wing and media plot to break the unions because... There's one going on right now, and no one seems to be interested
5: well, in getting to the bottom of why it's happening. There is one sort of inexactitude here, right? Which is that, like, if you say Winter of Discontent, that does imply that it has an end, Right. Um, energy production is not going back to normal after this. Uh, Supply chains are not going back to normal after this. They can get weird in, like, different ways. They perhaps could even get better. Maybe that would be an idea if someone wanted to advocate for that. But, Mm. like, even even the society of, like, 2018 is now beyond our reach, which is a great fucking thing to think about.
0: It's really weird, right, to think that, oh, yeah, it did peak. It peaked recently, mm-hmm. and it's now yeah. very apparent that it has peaked. Because like th- yeah. if you think about in, in the totality of the history of the world, I think it's worth bringing up, right, how completely fucking insane it is that you can get an orange in December in Britain, mm.
2: right? And not, I'm not saying that shouldn't happen. I'm not saying that's bad, or we shouldn't Don't like it. Like me, like me scars even open because of scurvy. <laughs> no, like it almost a door.
0: Simple I, And I'm not. I'm not just saying, oh, that's bad, and we shouldn't have that. Like, no, that's that's good. We can, if if it's something that can be done, it should no, be done. No, it's just
5: that when we were saying yeah. that, like our modes of production yeah. and our modes of logistics were unsustainable, mm-hmm. right? What that meant was, mm. at some point, they will no longer be able to be sustained. This is yeah, one of those we points. Yeah, we're saying it's
3: unsustainable. As in, ooh, maybe it's, well, it's a bit, bit naughty. Shouldn't do that. It's like actually, you cannot keep doing this.
0: Well, it's, mm. I, I also think, right, the mode of production and the mode uh, the mode of production mm. and the sort of infrastructural thickness required were at odds with one yeah, thing. infrastructure <laughs> looking dummy <laughs> thick
2: the average british podcaster in one week has more access to orders from burger cunt at their fingertips <laughs> than the average medieval peasant but, but if you think about this right the
0: the uh, the point like, like the people sort of organizing most of this and by the mm. people organizing it you're talking about the people actually make taking financial planning decisions the people mm. deploying capital yeah. right because every economy is planned it's just some t- some planned economies have people yeah, who have economic planners. Plan yeah, the, the, yeah, the Bank some, of
5: England, yeah. the cabinet, yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, some, but some
0: also, you know, uh, some some societies have economic planners called CEOs, mm-hmm. right? But it's all economic planners, um, and I think people have forgotten uh, in a few short decades that the sheer totality of infrastructure that was required to like keep this very historically unusual state mm. of affairs afloat, as you say, Milo, like the, the the economic planners have been just removing sticks like a game of Kerplunk. And the marble is kaplunking. Yeah,
5: the, the yeah. society has a tendency to kerplunk.
0: But We're like, in a kaplunk type and, situation. And, and <laughs> the the miracle world, like this miracle world of instant commodity, instant universal mm. commodity, where there's just a pure flatness between something that is easy to make nearby to you and something that's very difficult <laughs> we made and, to make. Society yeah.
5: flat instead yeah. of thick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think it's yeah. important to bear in mind, uh, listeners, that we're not saying, oh, it's because you're so decadent and like you shouldn't That's expect true. your yes. treats in, yeah. in December, you filthy no, little boy. The, these it's because were the you've options that were presented to you. Yeah. It's, mm. No, it's because you don't have democratic control of the life that you lead yes. or the state that you live in or the economy yeah. that you have to live under. Yes. That's why. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's like we had oranges in winter and and like maybe this year we'll still have oranges in winter, but the continued getting of oranges in winter depends on more democratic control of the economy. You you
5: can't be sort of vice and virtue about this, but I think you can say, and this is why I like talking about the CO2 shortage, right? That there is to some extent an unspoken deal going on here between uh, the various like planners of our economy and us, right? And that deal is we have access to treats, so long as we have those that access to treats right and mm. some sort of like basic standard of living for enough people Mm. that we don't feel too bad for the people that we've thrown out of that, then Mm. we're not going to make too much trouble, right? And Mm. that's the real, like, political risk. That's the thing that if I were in charge, I would be very worried about is taking the fucking Coke Zero away, taking the treats away, uh, taking the heating and light away for enough people that it starts to count with the people who had those things normally.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Riley, I guess that if my standard of living is going down, there is probably one thing that could satisfy me, and that's if I can see the state discipline some people I don't like. So can <laughs> you offer me some of <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait you don't want to give you
0: that. If I didn't know any better, I'd say you were teeing me up to go into the next segment.
1: <laughs>
0: mm. I was just so, going
2: to say that in uh, in Britain, there are now basically three kinds of people. There are uh, foreigners who we drown in the channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are like uh, people who do delivery and other such things where, you know, you get paid like four pounds an hour or whatever. And then there's the little birthday boy. Yeah, and if you're lucky, you get to be the little birthday boy. Mm-hmm. You will you wear the sailor costume, and the man from Electricité de France or whatever gives you the big lollipop, and you pay the bill, and you're the little birthday boy, and you shouldn't worry. And, and about And to it. some extent,
5: this is a birthday boy podcast, right? Like mm. we are all wearing the little sailor suits. It's just that we don't yeah. want to. We have been. We issues. don't have a house,
2: but we do have this lollipop. Yeah, exactly. And that's more than most people get. Exactly. We acknowledge that. Yeah,
0: uh, but uh, let's 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 talk, go into our our third segment, right? Um, because, boy, ever since since we last since we last spoke to to you, Abby, um, uh, and, and since we last spoke to you as well, Maddie, but not about this particular issue, uh, boy, have things gotten uh worse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> every time I see you, Ryan, I that. Mm. Uh,
0: so I'm going to start us
4: we- making it happen. Maybe so <laughs> him,
0: we've uh, we- we've talked mm. about we've talked about this sort of beforehand how we want to organize this discussion mm. because. Uh, it's obviously it's a very difficult one. one. Yeah, it's mm. the serious segment. It's a difficult one to have, uh, and I almost—I think—I want to start with um, the the lighter end of it, which is uh, Isabel Oakshot, uh, sort of uh, spectator, columnist, a woman who loves parking. Yeah, uh, tweeted, I'm. I'm bored of the trans debate. I wish we could talk about something else. Me you too. going for a Twix. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so am I, babes. Why don't you stop fucking having it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh so this is the official uh TF message to any right wing columnist. If you're bored of the trans debate, you can shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Shut, the Just,
2: up it shut the
3: fuck up Friday. It's shut the fuck
5: up Friday. And it shut the fuck up from me and shut the fuck up from the rest of us.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's ironic because it's like it's it's that kind of it's that classic spectator thing where it's like accidentally perceptive, <laughs> whereby yeah. like the elite are so close to realizing that there are like fifty people who admittedly all have newspaper columns, but they are the only fifty people in Britain who really give a shit about transphobia. And everyone else, even like your right wing man on the street, is just like, What what the fuck are they talking about? What about women's toilets? Well, I don't think about that shit. I just want to kill the asylum seeker. That's exactly
5: right. It's a very like insider opinion, right? Right. it's like yeah. I, all i wanted to do was like defund essential public services but now my my nice movement is being hijacked by these freak shows
1: <laughs> like go talk
4: to like your average like car dealer and be like hey what do you think about women won't wished and see what they say
0: <laughs> uh women women won't wished. women won't wish for better service better savings at huh? uh at, at lefchansky's <laughs> ford that right. <laughs> uh, it's saying they won't wished
5: for better savings
3: that hmm, is better savings, better
5: savings.
3: Mm.
0: we should have uh, a house no, so band we should get a house we band need, we need a will a paul one. specifically mm. <laughs> uh, no, so um and i think what we can talk about right is that um there is this there has been this this movement i think in in sort of british transphobia since we last spoke where i think the political consensus seems to be pretty it seems to be sort of a moved broader right the media mm. consensus has sort of stayed where it is which is this mm. is an elite opinion across kind of the right to the liberal of the political mm. spectrum um uh which primarily in Britain is the entire political yeah. spectrum <laughs> generally <laughs> is most of the political <laughs> spectrum on offer mm. um but that it is it has become even though the level of media consensus has stayed roughly the same it has become much more politically acceptable and that's not to say that the previous le- labor leadership was like great about oh no. uh, trans. Right? One of no, Corbyn's
5: no. biggest weaknesses, yeah.
0: but this current one seems to be actively hostile to them, mm-hmm. effectively. Because,
5: once again, because, as Hussain would say, were he here, everything is posting. Because MPs have been fucking getting radicalised on Twitter, and that only ever seems to go in one direction. And so once again Mm. we are talking about Rosie Duffield doing some fucking posts, and those posts (laughs) having immediate real world repercussions. Riley's Law. I think yeah. it's that's Riley's right. law. Riley's law: once, yeah. once you start posting transphobia, you never post about anything else.
2: So I think so. Don't even do it as a bit, because you will get sucked <laughs> in no matter how ironic you're
0: being. So I, I think, like, there is there are several layers of of discussion here, right? There is on the one hand there is the story of one Labour MP mm. who's someone who has um, had several staffers quit uh, due to alleged transphobia and who sort of herself claims to have a gender critical position mm-hmm. and says that oh I- i'd love uh trans people to have rights i just don't think they should be able to act on any of them to like mm-hmm. actually live in society right that's one level
3: yeah uh, well i mean yeah. let, let's uh let's call things what they are what she's actually did she she tweeted about how she wants trans people to have some of our rights under the equality act taken away yeah. and she used explicitly transphobic language to do it sure. um, mm-hmm.
0: uh and th- there's there's this one mp this mp issue has become a party issue where the Mm. Labour Party has, in its infinite wisdom, decided to formally say they support the Equality Act as written, but emphasized that they also support the exclusions of the Equality Act. That is to say, it seems to be what they have said is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is we want to we, number one, we don't want to address any of the problems Some of the problems that no, talked we talked about we before support,
5: We support excluding trans women from women-only spaces In specific circumstances We're not going to say what those circumstances are yeah. But what we are going to do Is try and wink in both directions At the same time with both eyes
3: yeah. mm. He stormed it, he can't storm it he was, he was a centrist, he sat on the fence and He was just like, well I welcome transphobes and I welcome the trans people yeah. and a debate coming together was let's all just come together I would, I would debate, encourage them both to go
2: further by never talking to me again because <laughs> I found it very stressful <laughs>
3: I'm trying
2: to write a very long piece of homework, (laughs) and I would appreciate it if everyone could stop bothering me by asking me to have an opinion about things. I don't, and that's part of my role as the Labour leader. I don't think anything, and most importantly, more importantly than that, I don't do anything.
3: These are trans sex people. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: But I think we can say, like, there is this: it's about an individual, it's about Mm. a party, but also it's about. Britain, right? Because, Abby, as you said, right, its healthcare system, depending on who you are, its healthcare system doesn't work, its laws aren't applied, its media doesn't tell the truth, and it's incapable of serving
5: the needs it's of its
3: citizens. It's almost yeah. like
5: it's not a real country.
3: Britain mm. isn't real. Yeah, and as I, as I said to, to Riley in the notes, uh, this is a little preview of the next episode of Philosophy Tube, by the way, Elizabeth. Um, This reminds me of uh, the French philosopher Etienne Balibar, who was one of the early critics of the European Union in the early 2000s, in particular on the grounds that it was particularly brutal to migrants. And he said, you have to understand the state exercising its disciplinary muscles in the context of its inability to solve other problems like britain can't make its law supply it can't care for some of its population in terms of its healthcare, it can't keep the lights on it can't keep pensioners from freezing to death or can it we shall see Mm. it can't build nuclear power plants that fucking work (laughs) all they can do the only thing that works is the fucking racism button and the transphobia Mm. button so they're just like building more and more versions of that button and fucking slamming them because as long as the nation is able to quote respond to threats which means kicking the people we don't like then i guess the party's still going
2: yeah the government's like we can't help you with any of your transgender surgeries but on the upside the country is being plunged into eternal darkness
3: so no one will know except you (laughs) alice what's the simpsons quote
2: (laughs) yeah yeah the law
5: is um i thought you said the law was powerless yeah powerless to help you not to punish you
0: (laughs) Mm. there we go so uh uh Maddie, I mean, yep. coming from coming from the state, sort of, I want to know what's your, what what's going on, sort of stateside with this same dynamic, because it's something we've discussed as very much present in both places and uh, beginning to coalesce around the same things. Especially because, in or in no small uh, uh, reason, because the, a lot of the sort of specifics of the British transphobia movement sort of started out as like evangelical American concepts that they yeah, were. So- uh, rapidly adopted by coffee. British liberals though. Boy, did they love them? Yeah, so, so Like
4: please. what, what evangelicals here like to do is that like, so evangelical Americans are actually a fairly small segment of the actual population of America. You know, like, I don't know the numbers in front of me, but they're small. Uh, I mean, it's like a sizable chunk, uh, but it is not most people. And most of the, the really wackadoo ideas, nobody cares about and no one gives a shit about. Uh, so what they do is they go all over the world trying to like implement their little, their little, get their, they get their fingers in other people's fucking stews. Uh, and I guess the, the transphobia thing took in England and, uh, the homophobia thing took in some African countries where they got like sodomy banned. Um, Mm. and so, I mean, but I think it's this interesting thing where it's just sort of like accidentally sort of now because of the, the transphobia taking hold in specifically like British academia and the media there, there's a lot now of like your American wine moms reading, you know, um, helen joyce's book or whatever and being like wait a, wait a second now they're sort of like <clears throat> becoming turfed you know like mm. in this way that we didn't have they're getting,
5: it. They're getting red-pilled
4: they're getting turf-pilled yeah. yeah and like i mean it's the sort of thing where at the same time only republican psychos really care about this stuff and like you know most republicans really only hold like insane minority positions in america most places where they like their positions are not popular. Like Roe versus Wade is going to get overturned in America and less than a third of people want that to happen, but it's going to happen because Republicans have so effectively captured the government. Um, But I was looking before and it was easier. I was looking at a map of America of like the states that currently have anti-trans legislation Mm. in going through state legislatures. And it was easier to count the states that don't have it, which is Mm. 13, Mm. which means 37 states Mm -hmm. currently have some anti-trans legislation being debated in their, Uh, legislative bodies. Texas has 41 bills alone, which is a lot of bills. And like mostly in America, it's manifesting as sports stuff Mm -hmm. because Americans love um, to play their little games Mm -hmm. as a, as a nation of birthday boys ourselves. Um, (laughs) So it's like, you know, it's very, I think the sort of like entry for turfism here is very much just like fairness in ladies sports. Mm-hmm. Which is uh it's it's in because it it's a it's a way to get regular people to give a shit about it. It's like, well, your mm-hmm. your daughter's not gonna make the lacrosse team because um someone with the shoulders who are too big are is going to get that yeah. spot. Or Let's just
2: say that your daughter was excluded from the pickleball club. Usually appearance on translator Now how would you feel about that? <laughs> um
4: pickleball is co ed Milo. Come on.
2: I <laughs> know yeah. nothing of America. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> pickleball is the ultimate non binary sport. And, uh, and so like
0: we've mm. one of the things I think we sort of we we talk about here right is that it it's important to forget it's important to
5: remember not to forget <laughs> remember that- not to f- <laughs> remember to forget yes <clears throat> remember yeah. not to remember to forget don't oh. do what donny okay. don doesn't do yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> on this the 20 year and 2 week anniversary of 911 remember yeah. not to forget
5: yeah you know, uh, but <laughs>
0: that this is as you're saying Maddie, like this is a wildly unpopular mm. position Generally, it's just a very popular elite position because Mm -hmm. rather than engage in what you might call the synthesis mode... Of, um, of sort of social uh, uh like social management where you say, do things. Mm. Uh, all they have left is the discipline mode. Well, you That's say we they don't have. make yeah. anything
5: in this but, country anymore, and yet look at all this consent. <clears throat> but then on the other hand, you have the elites who are like, actually, I don't want to be a bathroom cop for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And this comes in like two flavors, right? There's the Isabel Oakshaw thing of like, this is stopping me from doing more privatization. But there's also the sort of like, Let's say the Biden Mark Milley sort of axis, which mm. is like, uh, well, wait a second. This is like gonna impact our whole new Cold War with China thing. If we're busy being bathroom cops, you know, wh- why we're depriving ourselves of the defensive value of having Charlotte Climber in the military, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's that the because um, it's. I think it's also important to remember. Right, is that I think it's it's a popular. It is a popular and wrong belief, I think, on the left that things like this are distractions, right? There's, it is a popular and wrong belief that things like this are distractions. And um, they're meant to sort of, oh, they're only sort of taking rights away from trans people because they want to strip essential services from others. And I think it's important to think, especially like as sort of, uh, you know, Trans and gender non-conforming people generally are like literally currently being monstered as dangers to society, dangers to their critics uh, mm. in in the British press especially and in America. I'm a that, danger to that critic. <laughs> that <laughs> that uh, effectively um, there's it's not a dist- they're they're just taking away essential services yeah it's it's, it's it's just more of the same it's not
5: a distraction to us right and like Mm. there's also this thing that you see sometimes where trans people will say like oh uh, talking about the Equality Act talking about exceptions to the Equality Act Mm -hmm. is a distraction from the fact that Mm -hmm. say uh, you know I I can't get a a GIC appointment within five years Mm -hmm. or whatever and it's like well I disagree with that because I think you have to kind of walk and chew gum at the same time right like the sort of like foundational legal principle of am I allowed to get kicked out of places for being trans that's not a distraction for me that is very important for me that that not be a thing uh, yeah. so
3: I mean, you could have, you could have if this was 15 years ago you could have said the same thing about Islamophobia because there were some Muslim women scholars who who made this point that the state was smashing the Islamophobia button in the absence of really being able to politically solve terrorism in any like real way by addressing Mm. the causes that disenfranchise people um so i mean yeah i understand the temptation to say oh this is just a minor issue but uh it's not and uh, alice there's something that you've said which is that you are a canary in a coal mine cheap
1: cheap 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 cheap
2: cheap cheap. Mm. uh but it's- well, the canary has stopped cheaping, so I assume that means the problem has gone away. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Thank, goodness. Oh, thank God that canary was really getting on my nerves. <laughs> cheaping away. Getting uh, can increasingly we stop strange talking cheaping. about canaries?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think like what we can, if we want to talk about sort of an example of, uh, you might say the ideological rubber meeting the road, we mm-hmm. could go back to um, Rosie Duffield and what she was saying she wants trans women excluded from. And this includes uh, domestic violence refuges, mm-hmm. single-sex wards, school toilets, and women's prisons because women need to use prison.
5: Yeah, this yeah. is this is
0: like be
3: a user of prison. Uh, this is
5: this is mm-hmm. the part that makes me feel worse about doing any harm reduction. Is putting my fingers together and being like, "Please, can you send trans women to women's prisons? That's less bad." Yeah. Could you do that? Mm, It's just like, no, this is still terrible. This is still a a horrifically violent thing. But it's like, it's sort of an order of magnitude difference between women's prison and men's prison. And it's like, Mm. I would prefer neither, to be honest.
2: All these trans women clamoring to be let into women's prison.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like the prison thing is is downstream of like, if you just legally recognize trans people as the gender that they are identifying as they'll go to the prison they're supposed to go to. Like, (laughs) like it just doesn't seem like a, a real uh, thing that we all need to
5: like coalesce around is. Oh getting... my god,
3: Matt, don't even try to make it make sense. Like well, the, yeah. the NHS would save so much fucking money if they just treated us like everyone yeah, else. but like, then, but they, but they then right?
5: There would there would be a danger to uh, like cis women in prisons. There wouldn't be, yeah. and also nobody who says that has ever cared about violence in prisons, women or men's before. <laughs> mm. But there would be, even though there wouldn't be, and so we yeah. have to legislate on that basis.
0: So I think the reason I sort of say that this is kind of. The point where the veil is thinnest on the ideology is that, um,
5: well, that Je- Jenny is- Jones, yeah, the please. fucking, uh, like, um, Green Party member of the House of Lords who ran for mayor of London a while back, literally mm. was on Twitter saying essentially in the, uh, the, the Speedway voice, why not? Like, uh, yeah. mm. surely it's better to have these safeguards than to not have them because just why not? And it's like, that's not a good enough reason.
0: Well, it's why not, because, we've, because we're sort of expanding the number of people. And this is, I think, sort of why you can see Britain as either not real or like a zombie polity. Mm. Because it's just shambling forward and it can just expand the number of zombies. It can just expand its disciplinary and terrifying function because there continue to mm. be problems created by its inability to, say, do anything. But it only knows how to do one thing, which is more discipline. Any more, a greater extension of discipline.
3: Just remembered, I just remember, I just something, yeah, absolutely fucking hilarious that is that encapsulates what we've been talking about, which is that I, I have been talking to um the director of one of the NHS uh, gender identity clinics, um who uh, told me that they have ten thousand people on their waiting list mm. and they get several hundred new referrals every month. Uh, they are required to treat people within eighteen weeks of being referred, but in fact, they and every other gender identity clinic in the country is routinely breaking the law, and the waiting list is actually est- estimated to be several decades. Which long. goes
5: to show what a minor issue and how few people it affects, yeah. you know.
3: Indeed, and mm. I, I, I made this, <laughs> I made this point to him, and he <laughs> said, he said, "Well, we are working hard." to improve the quality of weight (laughs) quality of weight and i was like i burst out laughing in this man's face and he seemed quite hurt and i said that's like telling me that you're going to continue kicking me in the face but would it help if i changed my shoes
0: And, and there is literally nobody in the political firmament who's willing to stop the
2: face-kicking. No, the quality of weight yeah. sounds mm-hmm. like a Gene Reese novel. You know? yeah, speaking <laughs> uh, of the,
4: the face-kicking stuff, I think like other people have said this before, but definitely as like a sort of uh, younger, more evil version of England, America's got mm-hmm. this going on, where it's just mm-hmm. sort of like... We no longer can do anything that is not the deployment of troops, right? We can only deploy troops. This, that's you the only can't button. even really do that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but, like, the only thing the state can do really is deploy troops, and that includes, to me, cops. But, like, literally until very recently in New York, there was a law that was, like, an anti-loitering, anti-prostitution law. A yeah, walking wall like, trans. And it was called the walking wall trans ban very colloquially because, like, it was just a way... For police officers to just like harass trans people for standing around, and like that's all
0: we
2: know
0: to Some some Jane walking. That's right. Yeah. To
2: that. <laughs> yeah. no, Dumb tish.
0: Uh, but we we talk like so. Let's we have our our sort of thinking about sort of these things at a polity level, right? How this is a symptom. This is a symptom of a polity in decline. It is. It is something that happens when there is a narrowing of political possibilities. Mm. Um, and also, you can think about like the the party level. This is, you know, the this is the Labour Party deciding that it is going to be in step with what it considers to be because the Labour Party, as an extension of the British state, right, mm. uh, is deciding it's going to be in line with uh, what it considers to be
2: that sort of overall mission of sort of um, of discipline. Managing decline.
0: Managing Mm -hmm. decline. Well, the
2: Labour Party is so terrified of everything, right? That seems to sort of define everything it does. It's like it can only triangulate. All it can do is try and work out what's going to upset the least people. Yeah, like well, that's and it's it's usually picking the wrong people to not upset. <laughs> but like it's a like the idea of like that the Labour Party could like stand for anything or have yeah. any sort of ideas or try and shape public opinion in any way is like that's just gone. What I've seen some
0: like Labour liberals say is,
2: "Well, Keir solved the anti-Semitism crisis. I can't wait for him
0: to do this with the transphobia crisis." Also. <laughs> <What are you laughs>
5: talking about? The
0: calls are coming from inside the house, you dumbass! <laughs>
5: oh my god! Remarkable. Ima- yeah. Just imagine how happy those people must be to yeah. have such perfectly smooth brains. Great, perfect.
0: Mm. It's all just—it's a—it's an organization for solving problems and not a—you mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. know a sort of. Mm. Anyway, uh, point is, right, is that if then you go back down to the individual level and you can sort of see how you can see how there's i think a conversation between the sort of uh people who are you know the uh you know the the politicians the media people and so on these people who are in conversation through their institutions with the polity level question of what is possible and what ought mm. we to be doing right mm. and you can see how this is such a fantastically not it, it is a fantastically i think undemocratic and pessimistic impulse right sure
3: i mean the fact that the, the state is failing around us does, I suppose, provide us with a little bit of a solution, um, which is, I mean, purely in the case of trans people, listeners, you've, you are the state now. They're, they're not going to provide us with healthcare. They're not going to provide us with shelter. They're not going to help us at all. So if you can help a trans person, do it. Give us a couch to sleep on if we need it. Mm. Support the stuff we make. Come and see the shows that we're in. Mm. Fucking like and subscribe, not just to me, but like donate to trans people's fundraisers. If you can provide us with healthcare, if you know how to do that, and you know a trans person who needs it, yeah, do it.
5: Open an illegal pharmacy. Fuck around, yeah. Britain. I can't
3: tell you to do that, but
2: yeah. uh, Britain, but you're also the state, so you have to do it in a way that makes a lot of money for one of Boris Johnson or Matt Hancock's <laughs> friends. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's a regulation until you can't avoid until such
3: time as we can get Helbers to deliver us estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, <laughs> we need you.
0: I, I mean, personally, I'm always a little bit suspicious of of sort of like, sort of mutual aid discussions or whatever. But in this case, there literally is no possibility to get the state to do it. And I think we're sort of in... Would you say we're sort of in a harm reduction mode at this point?
5: Yeah. It's fucking Dallas Buyers Club. It like, fucking...
0: Yeah,
3: it is.
5: You'll have to cut that, but like... Yeah. <laughs> fucking... Yeah, we'll, we'll bleep it.
3: It's not even the best one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway. W- with all that being said, um, I think uh, it's probably about that time for us again. Time for us to hang up our podcasting hats and uh eat our special little podcasting
2: lollipops yeah, there special mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah the special boys oh special my birthday the special <laughs> boys and girls every day yeah. consecutively yeah. yeah everyone's gender in britain is the birthday boy <laughs> that's right birthday yeah. booksy
0: B- birthday booksy
2: <laughs> uh so that's oh, right that being
0: said uh Abby, Maddie, it was a delight to have you both on the podcast. Um, (laughs) Milo and Alice, better luck next time. (laughs) (laughs) Milo and Alice, uh, no, Abby and Maddie, a delight to have in class. Milo and Alice, see me after. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. special treats. To everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. Uh, And don't forget, there's a Patreon, five bucks a month, second episode a week. Mm. This week, the bonus episode is me. Reading the highlights of Keir Starmer's awful piece of homework. Homework, uh, homework to Milo and Alice. Hate to Alice, see Alice, Alice,
2: and yeah. Hates it. This is coming out on Tuesday, right? Yeah. Tonight, should. tonight, tonight, there is smoke comedy at the Seckford, Seckford, Seckford. There will be a ticket link in the description. The headline is Jordan Brooks. I'm yeah. saying it. should be fun. The uh, comedy night is at the Seckford. The Seckford
0: Arms. Hmm. That's. So um, uh, I guess that we talked about this off London. Uh, Alice and I have been doing a lot of the David Letterman vo- re- voice reading. Oh yeah, cue cards absolutely, to one absolutely. <laughs> uh, David Letterman
5: pretending to read something for the first yeah. time—just fantastic.
0: Probably one of the funniest things it's possible to do. Anyway, uh, mm. so with all of that happening, uh, Maddie and Abby, do you have anything going on?
4: Uh, yeah, I've got. Uh, you can always subscribe to the Nib, which is a, a good publication. Uh, we're about to send our next uh, issue off to print, and you can get my book, uh, the NFA. Super Soldier Cookbook at uh, Silver Sprockets website or possibly your local bookseller.
3: Uh, Feel free to subscribe to Philosophy Tube listeners and indeed listen to Kill James Bond if you want to hear my opinions about terrible movies from 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, buy a television and uh, make sure to buy tickets to live theater in 2022 because... I'm gonna be in it. Mm-hmm. Please that's support right. my second transition, which is from YouTube to acting.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a ten thousand person waiting
3: list
2: <laughs> <laughs> Biological <actually> actress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Signed YouTuber at birth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I'm super hungry. Uh, time to eat. Mm. God, to some people that really does happen. That's depressing. Bye, everybody. Um, bye. Bye.
1: Bye.